Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie, he was a co-host on the US version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called, It's Scary In Here, it's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. so glad you guys are here because it is showtime. Another great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny stand-up comic, and his latest special is available to you free on YouTube. It's called On the Bright Side, and his name is Justin McKinney. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. We would love to have you. Our superfan shout-out is for Veronica. Say hi to Veronica, everybody. Hey, Veronica. Hey, Veronica. Veronica, Phil says hello. Uh, he is still adrift. Uh, hopefully he will be back soon. Uh, and Stern is back. Welcome back, Uncle Mark. Thank you. It is good to be back with you guys. Yeah, he was at the U.S. Open holding it all together, and, and I'm, I'm a little disturbed to say he's still wearing his shorts. Can you tip the camera up, please? <laughs> I want to show you my calves, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good, right? You had a good time here at the U.S. Open? It was it was great. It was an historical uh, tournament, and yeah, I saw some amazing things. And I, I literally just remembered this, Alex. I thought of you because one of the players she was in the finals and she lost. Anz Jabor it was like a remarkable story. First Arab woman, a woman from Africa, to mm-hmm. be in a finals. Um, and her nickname on tour, do you know what it is? No, the Minister of Happiness. Because everybody loves her, and she's so positive around everybody. Like, fans love her, players love her, officials love her. And, like, I just I immediately thought of you because you're, like, this, this force of, like, happiness and positivity. So that was for you. Well, thank you. Yes, you are, baby. Mark, she's killing me. You should see what happens when you're not here. <laughs> Did she win? No, she didn't. She she mm. made it to the finals, but lost in the finals. But uh, it was a great run, and she's got a very bright future ahead of her. Anz Jabor. Anz Jabor. Yes. Yes, you said that well. You know what it means in English? Constantly what? stoned. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what it means in English. <laughs> no. That's why she's so happy. No. I'm not sure if that's the translation, Adam. No, well, you know. Well, maybe. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but in, I'm pretty in sure your, that's what In it your is. mind, yes, we yeah. get it. But that, see, she didn't win, but she's still happy, and that's why you yes. got to look on the bright side of things. We, yes, we should all be like a little Zsa Zsa Gabor. What was her name? Adam. Hans Javor. Yes, we should all have a little Jabor in our lives. No? Yes, I yeah. agree. Out of the three of us here, I will tell you this, out of the three of us here, you two are way more positive than I am. I don't mind admitting that. I, 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 I'm, I'm not... I'm not going to argue with you on that. Now, I've had grooves <laughs> cut into my thought pattern by my family <laughs> that they just keep playing over and over again. Mm -hmm. yeah, the hits. Yeah, it's just. Although I did try, I did. I, I'm. I am playing with this to 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 stay positive. I'm changing the word two to four. Right. So now, if I say like, "Why did this happen to me?" I'm like. This is happening for me, which means I got to make something out of it rather than sure. rather than having life being inflicted on me. Uh, it's presented to me. Does that make any sense? You mean God never gives you more than you can handle? He does. I just, <laughs> he really does. I, 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 th I think there's another guy named Adam, and he's giving me both the bullshit that's supposed to be for me. And he, it's probably I'm getting hammered because of a spelling error. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> Well, with a Adam name like Adam, you're carrying a lot of weight. Yeah, thank Let you. Me just tell you. Haven't I done enough? <laughs> I said, don't eat the apple. Does she listen? No. And now all this bullshit started. I think you have to work on taking the eye out of things. What? <laughs> just saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like that. It, it, everything is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's not a catastrophe. It's not, oh, my God, what am I going to do? This everything that happens to you is an opportunity to turn that into something great. Yeah, this could this could be the opportunity of of death finally falling upon me. I think <laughs> I can't take any more. <laughs> I'm I'm all out of Jabor. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you need five minutes in the Jabor room. I, yeah, something. Yeah, I need something. Really I I, yeah. I need a big ladle of Jabor. Just someone dumped. I need I need someone to dump a bucket of Jabor over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you are back, my friend. You, you bring yeah, me a me lot. Too. Yes, he brings me a lot of Jabor. I have to tell you. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I had I had a lot of Jabor uh, during the tournament, except for one thing. It mm. was really one night in particular uh, that I was not all that thrilled. Um, I, and I and I say this knowing I I'm going to give it away a little bit. I love kids. Okay, I genuinely love kids. But this one kid in particular <laughs> was was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. I'm finishing up the show one night. It's about 12.30, 1 a.m. And all of a sudden, I hear the sound coming down the hallway. And you're in a hotel. You're like, okay, maybe somebody's having a fight. I don't know what it is. You notice it's a kid. They get closer and closer. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm at the end of the hallway. This does not bode well. I don't think they're walking all the way down here to use the stairs. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, the sound like, stops moving right in front of my door. And then it gets louder and louder. And it's this five, five, seven-year-old kid, I don't know, screaming at the top of his lungs. I don't know what he's screaming. So I give it about 10 minutes because you don't want to be the guy that pokes your head out at one second and be like, hey, keep it down out there. What's going on out there? Mm. So <laughs> We're sorry, Mr. Taglafari. <laughs> <laughs> so I poke my head out. And, the, and there's a, a mother... A daughter who's like maybe like nine and the screaming little boy who's like five. Mm. He immediately shuts up when I open up the door 
And I'm like, uh, it's getting kind of late. I got an early morning tomorrow. Like, we know what's going on. They apparently were French from what I could pick up. The mother gave me just this, shot me this look. And we, she didn't say anything in English, didn't say anything in French. Just the look said, you see what this shit I'm dealing with? You, know, <laughs> you want to back off, pal? Because I got my hands full with this crap because this is my life. So she's <laughs> like, wait, dismissed you? She didn't even like say, I'm sorry, or shrug or anything? Not a thing. Like, shut, like, literally, like, this, I felt like they had just flown across the Atlantic with this kid screaming the whole way. And she's like, you've had to deal with this for like 30 seconds. This has been my entire life. Like, I can't. Yeah. So she, hey, no, you had no, this kid, Mrs. Deneuve. Okay. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, she, I was a little put out that she didn't say anything. The daughter tried to speak up and was like, I'm sorry. No, Isa, Isa. And she didn't know the French or the English to say correctly what he wanted. You guys, he's five. Doesn't matter. He knew what was going on because when I opened up the door, <laughs> yeah. he, was, he immediately stopped. Yep. He knew it was a bad He thing. knew it was bad. Well, see, why does my head go? Just leave the door open then. I'd stare the kid to... down. I would stare the kid exactly down. That's exactly what I'm saying. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, know you know what I actually did? What? Because I, I, I live in an apartment and sometimes my neighbors make noise and so I'm used to sort of turning stuff up. I, I went to bed turned on the iPad and I turned on an episode of Star Trek and just turned the volume up very loud. And I was like, sorry, everyone's going to have to deal with this for me. Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Well, here, here's, here's the thing. It's like, you're a very sweet man. You put on Star Trek. Was it the triple episode that always puts me to sleep? It was the triple. It does. <laughs> you really? Yeah. When he's, pet, when he's petting the triples at the end, I'm like, oh, oh. all's right with the, the trouble world. with triples. Trouble yeah, with triples. Great episode. Yeah. But, but see, it's, what annoys me about that story is the woman didn't even acknowledge you. Like when I'm on a plane, Mm -hmm. And there's a crying baby. I, I do the huffing in the puck. Oh, oh, and then I turn around. You know, I do every, what every other guy on a plane does. I try to keep it together. If I hear the mother saying to the, or, or the father saying to the kid, you got to be quiet on a plane, you know. Mm -hmm. And if I look over and they go, I am so sorry, then I'm fine with it. Then we're sure. all riding it out. We're all together. Please acknowledge my feelings. Yeah, it's like the wave in a car. If somebody like does something stupid in traffic, thank you. you off and they give you the wave, you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm not gonna yeah. go ballistic here. Yeah. yeah. So as long as I'm acknowledged, it's fine. Well, when you're in common spaces, mm -hmm. there is not a whole lot of control. I mean, I applaud Mark for putting on the headset. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind yeah, you of gotta take control of your solve the problem. I'm sure you do you do the same thing with your headset. Yeah, but it's not. I, I need. I don't need noise canceling. I need people canceling. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, I need other people canceling headphones. Um, oh. I just read that this lady, you know, how, like uh, the seats get all booked up, mm -hmm. so she was separate from her kids, mm -hmm. and this man had a window seat, and that's how he travels. Would not move, so she slapped him. She slapped the guy. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. Yeah. He's like, I'm not giving up my seat. <laughs> you know what happened to me once? Mm -hmm. There was a couple getting on the plane. Clearly, they, they weren't yelling, but they weren't getting along. And I was sitting in a middle seat and I was in the exit row because I'd rather have a middle seat and exit row than a, a smaller seat. Well, you're a seasoned yeah. traveler, so you know yeah. what it is to travel in certain seats. Yeah. We get that. So I'd rather have that. So I'm sitting there and they came in together and I was trying to get out of the middle seat. I'm like, would you two like to sit together? <laughs> I said, He initiated yeah. it. <laughs> so I, I, I want to get, so, so I, I looked at. So I, I was going, I was being a gentleman, but I would rather have either a window or an aisle seat, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, I'll get up so you guys can sit together. And the woman looked at me and said, don't you dare. She, <laughs> she didn't want to sit next to him either. <laughs> you deal with them. Yeah. So I don't, whatever. I'm now. I'm in the middle of this argument. I, I, I'm, I'm in a dysfunctional thruple. That's what I'm in. <laughs>
And mm-hmm. I was sitting there. You know, I'll be honest with you. After sitting next to her, I can kind of see his point. I, <laughs> I understand, pal. I understand. Yeah, I you don't know it. what the story is. You have to be in the situation, in their shoes, to understand what they've been I'm through. not in their shoes. I was in their aisle for five hours. I, <laughs> I formed an opinion. Trust me. Okay. She was the minister of miserable. That's who she was. <laughs> you sound like the fury of misery. No, I'm just a cranky. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. And I, I, I have to look on the bright side. That's why I really enjoyed... Uh, Talking to Justin McKinney, I've, I've known him for years. I'm glad we reconnected. His special is very funny. And I really had a fun time catching up with him. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Truthfully, all things are fundamentally neutral. Something can happen to you, and it can have positive and negative repercussions. And depending on where we focus dictates where our energy goes. Something happens and if we choose positive qualities, we allow ourselves to get on a more positive vibrational track, which takes us to more positive outcomes. But if the same exact thing happens and we choose to view it in a negative light, more and more negative circumstances will come to pass to reinforce that negative vibration that we're projecting. I said, don't eat the apple. Does she listen? No. And now all this bullshit started. You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I have got some stand updates for you. I hope you come see me on the road because I will make you laugh. September 16th, I am at the Opera House in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. September 17th, I am at the Newtown Theater in Newtown, Pennsylvania. September 23rd and the 24th, I'm in New York City at Gotham Comedy Club. October 6th, special show at the Gilmore Car Museum in Richland, Michigan. October 7th through the 9th, I will be at the Chicago Improv. October 14th and 15th, I will be at the Arlington Draft House. And October 20th through the 22nd, I will be at the Comic Roadhouse in Uncasville, Connecticut. Grab your aunt, grab your uncus, and come and see me. Uh, there's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website and click the link there, and you know I want to say thank you. Yes, I do. If you can make any of these gigs, please come up after the show, and let me thank you for the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on. You know, get out of here. 
ADHD, it's not just for kids. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a very funny man. He is a writer and comedian you've seen on The King of Queens, the movie Zookeeper, and his new special is called On the Bright Side. It is available for you free on YouTube right now. He's a former deputy, he has a deviated septum, and his aunt married his father. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Justin McKinney. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm great, Adam. Wow, yeah. that was that was an intro. <laughs> well, that was your life, my friend. I just I just that put it on paper. That was an intro. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, the 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 the, uh, the movie and TV credits were small parts. I mean, you were a real TV movie star. Ah. Um, and my uh, my uh, they, my aunt and dad did not get married. That's a little bit of a misconception. They stayed in the same bed uh, mm. for many years. Right. They never actually walked walked down the aisle. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. I uh, forgive me for being so presumptuous. It was. It's an. We can start there if you want. But Adam, what do you think? My family's dysfunctional. You think they would actually get I married? I don't think that, Justin. I know that. <laughs> Mine is too. You just happen to be further north. Yeah, did you have an uh, interesting uh, upbringing like that? Any, Not compared to you. Fun? To you, my friend, it was just like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I know I'm asking about it. It was in the special on the bright side. It was very, yeah. very funny. But I wanted to hear you tell the story. So your mom passes away. You were, what, 11 years old? I was six. Six. Oh, okay. Yeah, six years old. I was actually with her. Um, it was at one of those school fairs, the lawn fete. Right. You know, and, and uh, so she just collapsed. She was a brain aneurysm. So she, oh. they put her in the ambulance and kind of took her away. And, um, yeah, it was crazy because my dad had four boys. Right. And my dad didn't know how to handle it. You know, he kind of took off initially. Mm. Like, we, think, I think he went across country or whatever. And the aunt kind of came in to, you know, uh, you know, take care of us a little bit, bring mm. them back. And then they came back. So it was and brought the cousins. So it was a whole... You know, like I said, four brothers, two cousins, my dad, my aunt, my grandfather at one point was there. So there right. were nine of us in a three-bedroom, one-bath for a while. Wow. <laughs> okay. But it was uh, it was good. You know, my, and my dad, you know, they both drank a little bit. My, da my, my dad, once my mom died, like mm -hmm. my dad had property and real estate. And that's really the tragedy because my dad was, uh, you know, he, he would be wealthy today. Now he's, he's got nothing now. Right. You know, but he had all this property, uh, multi, you know, family rental units. Mm -hmm. And after my mom died, it was so devastating for him. You know, you or I would probably say, well, look, if, if you know, your kids lose their mom, you're going to step up and be even a better dad. Yeah, you got it. But it's but if you're not there or you don't really live it, I mean, because I've got two kids, we've got my my wife and me. It's a one to one ratio. And mm -hmm. I and it's, it, you know, I, now I, I remember thinking, how could my dad drink like that? You know, and then I have two kids. I'm thinking, how could he not drink more? Yeah. You know, like yeah no, I get it. Four, <laughs> I get know? that. I get that. Justin, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, uh, you have two lives and your second one begins when you realize you only have one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, I can see, I can, I'm, I'm at the That's point nice. in my life where I can see a lot of beauty in the world and it's scaring the shit out of me. Does that make any sense? It's like yeah, the, I know the fragility of existence is really rearing its ugly head. Yeah, and, and it feels like we're always chasing, like, you know, to get once we get to this point, we'll yeah. be happy. Oh, fuck, that when-then bet? I got that in yeah. spades. When-then, yeah. 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 Well, that I, I suffer from that and having to check myself, go, that's not ha going to happen to the would've, could've, should've, mm -hmm. which just eats me up. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I mean, you're talking, I'm still dealing with decisions I made 98, 99, 2000. You know, and it's crazy because, yeah. it, you know, it does no good. It's not healthy. Nah. It's not helping me. It doesn't put me in a good mood, you know? So it makes you scream in the car alone when you're driving. That's what it does for me. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't know if I scream as much as I, but think, you know, this, I hate to, I know this is a comedy podcast. Uh, I wanna, <laughs> but I need help. <laughs> I don't want to bring it down. No, I just, this is, look, I'm opening up here. Okay. I could remember watching It's a Wonderful Life, mm -hmm. that movie, you know, where he, he I, I don't, I wish I was never born. And right. for 45 years, the first 45 years of my life, I'm like, how could you not want to be born? Right. Life's so great. But I started to be like, huh, you know, if you could push the never been born button, you know, could you, I mean, I mean, granted, my kids wouldn't be here, my wife, but they wouldn't have known any different. Right. I wouldn't have known. I mean, just the, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It gets to be a lot sometimes, but, it, it, and I don't mean to, because I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go down a dark path, but because no. I, 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 I mean, it's I'm going to make we're, it. I mean, we're, all, we're all just trying to, we're all just trying to make sense of it all, man. It just, it, it, it just, it never yeah. seems that they're always shooting at you. So you gotta, it's like Sisyphus. The the uh, Sisyphus, you had to push the rock up the hill for eternity, yeah. and the rock kept coming down. It kept coming down and down, and it just it just be, you get tired, right? You get tired, get exhausted. But what Sisyphus said is, all right, look, I gotta push this rock up this hill. That's what I gotta do. Yeah. But when I walk because, back down the hill, that's my time. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta find a place to put wherever we, you gotta find a place to put your bullshit away, and just go, hey, I just gotta be able to do this. That's why when I said I scream in the car about regret. The success, I had to figure out, well, how am I going to get past this if it keeps popping up? It's the, the the amount of time I stay in it. So if I get out of it quicker, I'll call that success, and then it just kind of dissipates. Does that make any sense? Now, what do you, what do you regret? Like, are there things, are there some big things that you just regret? Are or? you kidding me? Do you know how many times I took the Jets in the over? Please. Yeah. Oh. oh, come on. <laughs> You're talking about... No, I, I your gambling bets. Yeah, I get. Well, no, I reg I regret parts I didn't take. I regret. Yeah. Um, I regret uh, not treating people kinder. I regret having a need to be right rather than be kind. You know. Yeah. I, re I re well, you have. You know, I was always. Uh, I'd say envious of you, right? Because you were always you were in the job mm -hmm. and rescue me mm -hmm. and um and uh, and even mall cop like you played cops a lot. Yeah. And firemen, and that was kind of my world. Right. Like, you know, and I almost had my own show a few times based on my life, but it never really happened. And then I regret not auditioning more for for some for, for those roles. Like, yeah. I wasn't even auditioning to do that. So, like, you know, that kind of stuff career-wise. Like, I have a lot of career regrets, but yeah. I am getting to a place now where what, what, I, what I started to say, which is, you know, oh, once you get to this, you'll be happy. Once mm -hmm. you get this, and, and try to enjoy this. Try right. to enjoy the now. And I am, uh, I am getting closer and closer to that. Yeah, I, you, you seem to have it. Look, I watched your special last night. I, I thought it was great. I, I was, you seem to have a happy family. You seem to have a perspective on the gifts that have been bestowed upon you. Your kids, your wife. Uh, you don't sugarcoat anything, but you're very, very funny. Uh, and you're true to who you are. You know, you're a New Hampshire guy. I got, I got to play this bit because it really made me laugh. But I love living in New Hampshire. My wife and I, we go camping every year. We don't mean to, but we live in New Hampshire, and the power goes out every year, <laughs> three or four times. Had to get the generator. Now the generator, that's dangerous. This generator got recalled after seven incidents of finger amputation. Seven. I love how they waited for seven. Six, they were good. 
look, they're idiots. They didn't read the manual. They're not going to be pointing their fingers at us. That's hysterical. And to me, Justin, that's, that's Massachusetts, New Hampshire. That's that, that rough edge of life. <laughs> you know, and you got to deal with weather. You know, I know yeah. that world. And, and to be able to, uh, to, to, to paint that picture for everybody that doesn't, which I think you do uh, very well, is, uh, you know, you're, you're reflecting what you have. And I think it, it's, it's, it's very well done. Yeah, and uh, well, I appreciate that. Um, thank you. And the weather makes a big deal for me. I mean, I remember getting up on a cold January morning, 6 o'clock. The sun is still down, and you got to take the snow off the car, and all you got is like a Dunkin' Donuts bag, you know? Yep. And you figure out. Use your sleeve. I'll cut a hole in the windshield, and when I drive, the snow will fall off because I'm smarter than nature. That doesn't work. Yeah, you do like the little people will do like the little tiny window. It's like a it's like a tank. It's like a Sherman. It's like a snowbank going down the road, and it's yeah. like they can't see, you can't see, and you think you can make it. And yeah. they've passed laws now where you've got to clean your car off now because whole pieces of ice and snow would come off and hit another car, yeah. and then they would crash. Yeah. Well, like, they should. Plus, you sit, you're sitting, you have a wet ass because all the snow went into the driver's seat because when you yep. open up the door, it all fell in. Well, that's that's the amateur move. I mean, you've got to clean the area around the door jam because you're right. When that opens that, it all goes in. Every yeah. once in a while, you'll have somebody who will forget to put the windows up. Oh, in like yeah? The winter, for some reason, they got the snow, you know, you know, three inches of snow in their seat, you know. Yeah, that's that's. And then uh, I used to see we didn't have a snowblow. We had we had a shovel when I was a kid. Well, that, that's all I ever had to do as well. Yeah, snowblower. That's like, I mean, I have one now. As oh, I know adult. you have one now because you also have a great bit about it, which I'm going to play right now. My snowblower got recalled because of a risk of amputation. <laughs> Just when you think winter in New England couldn't suck anymore. <laughs> amputation while snowblowing? Can you imagine I go from I can't feel my feet to I can't find my feet? <laughs> Yeah, Snowblow was a luxury, man. A guy up the block had one, and uh, he would come down once in a while, and he would, he would, he would like, do, do your driver, which saved you. But my father got, <laughs> remember the big, those big shovels, the big uh, silver shovels? Of course. Uh, oh. Yeah, you lived in, were you in New York? Long Island, yeah. Long Island, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, you guys had some pretty, you, get, you got pretty bad snow, yeah, there, right? Yeah, we, we had weather. We had to deal with weather, you know? We yeah. had, and, and... It, did you plow at all? Did you have a, a plow guy or anything? Yeah, yeah. The plow, here's, here's what happened with the plow guy. They would come by and plow the streets, and then all the snow would be piled up, and we had to dig ourselves out of the driveway. So you had to dig out your driveway before the plow guy came. Yes, and then they would come back just as you did it. They would come by and put another snowbank yeah. at the end of the driveway. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of those snowbanks were Volkswagens, and you didn't know it until you're playing football in the street, yeah. and bang! Oh, okay, that's a car. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you but trust me, I'm. Look, we just Labor Day weekend just went by. I'm, I, I'm the sad. I love fall, but knowing winter's next, mm. it's brutal. You mentally have to get ready for it. So yeah. anyway, I, I'm jealous. That's another regret, by the way. I almost bought out in Santa Monica, Venice. Really? I was looking at a place in like the early 2000s, and I didn't do it. So yeah. Well, it's just, back I, I think as you get older, you regret the stuff you you didn't do, rather than the stuff you did. You know, stuff you did like ah, I screwed up. You, I, I think I can forgive myself more because regret's more haunting. I think it haunts you because, you know, you would have, could have, should is a little more haunting than ah, I fucked up, you know? Yeah, I'm a moron. You know, I, when I had those development deals early on and I lost all that money, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you, you know the story, but I basically said it's like I would have spent 
$750,000 on a face tattoo that says I'm a moron. You know what I mean? And like, that, at least I would have a good story. <laughs> what was this? How'd you lose the money? So I, uh, so basically, I think I met you back in the late 90s in New York. Yeah. I remember coming in out of some of the clubs. So back when they were giving deals out. Yeah, that's when we all got them. We all got the deals. So I got a couple in 98, 99 mm-hmm. uh, Warner Brothers, CBS, and, and all of the money. I, I met a, uh, a waiter at Dangerfield's Comedy Club who was a part-time, snock, part-time stockbroker. Mm-hmm. So I slowly gave him uh, okay. a little bit of my, a little more, and then he was doubling it. I gave him ten thousand more. He doubled that. I gave him forty. He doubled that. I gave him. Eight. I kept giving him. He kept doubling it. Well, right. cut to the two thousand crash in two thousand, yeah. the the, the dot com crash. What I didn't realize was I had to pay capital gains taxes on <sighs> all of the, he was selling and buying, selling and buying. So mm. not only did I, so I thought I was being smart. Oh, let me put a hundred k in cash. So I had to pay that to the IRS. So I was a, it was a wash. So I ended up with if I had almost eight hundred grand on paper, I ended up with ten grand. When mm. I finally catch out, I put it in a SEP IRA. So that's in my retirement still. So cut to I'm walking around in two thousand two thousand one, having moved to LA in two thousand one, mm. just super depressed. You know, just it's sunny every day, but it's like I just squandered. Yeah. You know, in a perfect world, I I would have bought property. I could have rented sure. to comedians. I could have you know I could have stayed in audition, but now. I'm going on the road doing the improvs and the funny bones, trying to raise money to put a down payment on a house, which I couldn't get mm-hmm. in L.A. because in 05, 06, what was it, 500 grand for a two-bedroom? Easy. So that's why I ended up back in New Hampshire. Right. That's, what, that's what forced my hand back here and put me back here. So that's really kind of uh, my story in a nutshell right. um, that was just uh, it was brutal. But, I mean, look, you got your health. I'm trying to be positive. The special is called on the bright side, Adam. I know. So. And part of it is for me to try to look on the bright side. And, and you know, even my buddy uh, Kyle Dunnigan will tell me. You know Kyle Dunnigan? I do. I haven't seen him in a long time. How's he doing? He's doing great. Every time I, he hears this story 75 times, he gets so sick of it. He's like, you know what? If you stayed out here, you might have died in a car crash. <laughs> I'm like, all right. You know? Yeah. Well, so, so, so that's that's how I can make myself feel better at him. It's death. I would have been death. Like, there's, there's no in-between. You know? Well, look, you were trying to do... You thought you were doing the right thing. You didn't know you were going to get nailed, a cover charge in and out by the by, by Uncle Sam. You know? So, okay, it happens. You oh. Go- what? And Adam, when I asked my dad, my dad became a homeless alcoholic for right. a, a decade. Mm-hmm. When I asked him, I lost the money. He goes, well, why didn't you ask me what to do? And I'm like, you are homeless. Like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think to ask you what to do with my money. <laughs> It's like I saw you lose everything. Like, oh, God. You know, it's like I repeated what he did, which is really haunting, you know? Like, yeah. I followed in his footsteps in yeah. a weird way. Yeah. Ugh. Well, it's look, you took a hit, but it, you took a different hit than your grandfather did. And my grandfather lived with us. So there were nine of us. Nine of us in a three-bedroom, one-bath. Yeah, because my grandfather, he got divorced from my grandmother. My grandmother was married five times. My grandfather was her first and fourth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, imagine that. So they get divorced. She took half his stuff, came back and took half of his other half. She got three quarters. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So Grandpa yeah. lived with you in the house. So it was you, yeah. your father. How many brothers? I had three brothers. Three brothers. That's four, four, and how many? Four, and, so four boys, two cousins. And two cousins. So there's six kids there in the house. Six. My dad and my aunt. Right. 
and my grandfather. Oh God! For a while, I had nothing, so nobody had anything. Right. Family's got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was crazy because you know they they drank. Both my aunt and dad drank, and I actually thought that was a benefit that they both drank because mm-hmm. when they would get drunk, it was like having two dogs. They kind of keep each other company. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they offset each other a little bit because they weren't as worried about us. You know, they would be fighting, but. Oh, did you get to drinking, Gene? I, uh, fortunately, I love a good beer, a couple right. drinks, I, two, three, four, maybe max. Right. Um, but no, I, I don't get drunk. I, yeah. I don't get drunk. Yeah. That's good. I got, you know what I got from my dad? Is I, got the, I got the explosive temper from my dad. I got the yelling. You know, well, you mentioned that when you're in the car alone. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I get that. You're, right? That's part of it. That's, yeah. I know. And it's, it's just like, you got I got to get a handle on that because it's, and, it's. I react as you're doing respond. it. As I'm doing as it, you, yeah. You, so as you're doing it, you're like aware of it. You become aware of it. Like, oh, how long does it go before you like stop and go? I got, I got to calm down. I'm better now. It used to go on for a while, but the the thing about change was the the the, the second step was you're aware you're doing it, and the second step is you're aware you're doing it and you can't stop. So that's when everything started moving in slow motion for me, Just. It's like, I'm fucking up again, Yeah. and oh, I man. can't yeah. help myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we're conditioned by our environment. We're conditioned by the weather. We're conditioned by what we saw. And something's either, um, it's either a an example or a warning, you know? Are your kids, do your kids um, have any traits you saw in, like, your, your, your father? Not yet. My oldest is 14. Okay. He'll be 15 and 12. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any of that. And by the way, mm. let me just, my dad's been sober for 15 years now. God bless so him. He's, he's 80. So it's a, it's a really good story. And he's, and he is, he's my biggest fan. I mean, mm-hmm. if you, in his apartment now, he has a whole wall that's all like clippings of me. I mean, it's very. I mean, he's. He, we have a great relationship, and it was. You know, he had a. You know, he. he it's a disease. You yeah, know? he had to go through it. I got. Um, I got in my so, family too. And, and and you know, I couldn't tell you how many times, you know, my dad would be out drunk or doing something like that, and people would just come up to me and be like, "Oh, your dad's the best." I mean, they were saying that to me back when he was drunk, and I was mm. like, "Well, I wish he wasn't drinking." You know, you don't have to live with him. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but as far as my kids go, I don't notice, uh, not at this point, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, they're too young to have, as far as I know, right. have uh, tried alcohol or anything yet. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I tell you, there was one joke in the special I really, I really liked about you kids. Oh. I have two boys, and people ask me, you know, people have asked me, they're like, you have two boys. If one of them wanted to change their pronoun and be they instead of he, how would, how would you feel about that? I'm like, I am completely fine with that. As long as they shovel, <laughs> they mow the lawn, they do the stuff around the house. More power to them. And that's a pro pronoun joke. Okay, I can't get canceled for that. That's funny, and and you know what? I, why I love that is I grew up the same way, Justin. It was the bottom line of survival and what needs to get done. I don't care what god you pray to. I don't care what your sexual orientation is or what politicians you give money to. Those leaves better be off that lawn. That's all I yeah. care about. Yeah. Well, it's it. Everybody's got their. I think that's why, as a country, we're so angry right now and frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. Because. Everybody just wants to be able to take care of their business and, and yeah. they want the best for their family and their community or whatever it is. And there's all these other things pulling at us that are just noise. That's just causing, uh, you know, and that was... I like you, mm-hmm. I mean, you work hard. Yeah. I work hard. Like when you work hard, that's what we, we that's kind of our, our, 
what our commitment should be to our society is just work hard and be yeah. a good citizen and work hard. And that's uh, that's yeah, it's 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 a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle. But you also there's there's a balance that I had to take that work ethic, Justin, and and balance it with what actually was going on. There was a big depression and anxiety in my family, and no one acknowledged it because you don't. You just you just go to work. And I said, you know, Pop, I'm not happy. My father sat me down once. He goes, you think too much, okay? Get a house. Get a mortgage. Put a bank on your back for 30 years. You ain't going to have time not to be happy, you know? Yeah. So it's, it was focusing yeah. on something rather than you, but the, the shit inside still gets bigger and bigger and bigger. No, it does. You know, you just remind me. I was just talking with my um, my kid. My twelve year old wanted to watch a scary movie, mm-hmm. and you know, and I'm, it's, you know, it's this whole thing I talk about where he doesn't, you know, he has nightmares. I don't want him watching a scary movie. And he's like, "Do you have nightmares, scary movies?" And I'm like, you know, once you reach your like mid forties, like you know, life's kicked your ass so much mm-hmm. that you, your nightmares aren't you know running away from a guy with a chainsaw. It's running out of money. Yeah, that's right? what it's, it's not yeah. getting chased by a guy with a hockey mask. It's chased by the IRS. You know, yeah. getting audited. You know, it's your health problems. It's like I know as we get older, there's r- real world things that that you worry about, and it's it's not the you know the stupid stuff that we used to worry about. Yeah, it's like even like I got a buddy of mine's microdosing now, and he, I said, so how's it going? He's like, well, you know, it's 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 a li- low grade acid. I'm like, you know, but whatever's on your mind, you know, will be enhanced. I said, listen, I don't need I, I don't need my mortgage coming to life. It's bad. I don't need sitting on my couch talking to me. All right, it's bad enough. It fills my thoughts every other day. I don't need it alive and and animated. Yeah, I that's that stuff makes me nervous. Well, I don't know, I, and, and I feel like I need all of whatever power I I need it all. Like I'm afraid to. I don't do anything other than drink, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally, and just because I'm I'm worried about like you know I don't know what would happen. That okay. That sentence ends with the word Your Honor. I don't do anything other than drink, Your Honor. <laughs> well, I mean, so far, look, it's still early. <laughs> But you're married. You got a great family. You guys are making it happen. And your wife's a civilian, yes? She is. She's a normal human being. Yeah. Um, and as and she's she's working from home forever. And that's also in the special that she's in HR. She's human resources, which mm. I get fodder from because all the jokes I bounce off her. She's like, Yeah, you can't I say do that. that. Yeah, you can't. You know what I mean? It's like it's a non it's a nonstop. It's so funny. I'm on the phone with my buddy the other day, and I was talking about a bit, and then mm-hmm. he literally heard her comment on something I was gonna say, and mm-hmm. it, right in the flesh, she was like, "Oh, there she is, the HR." And I'm like, "Yeah, this is what I go through all the time." Yeah, it's it, it's like having a, a late night producer <laughs> living in the house with you. I remember when I, I one of, one of my Letterman spots, I did a it was a joke about Hitler, and they said you can't do that. I go, "The Nazis watch." You know, what are you you're afraid of, of, of losing the Third Reich audience? But now nah, you couldn't do it. Uh, it, it. It's just a it's it's such a puzzle to try to get through what you can say and can't say. And yeah, you, you, look, you got to have a tough skin to, to leave the house. I look at everyone as like, look, we're all prisoners. OK, we're all prisoners. We all got ourselves, but we got to behave ourselves in the day room. So those are the wor- we go out into the world. That's the day room. Nobody wants to get shivved in the yard. So do what you got to yeah. do. Yeah, to 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 get along in the in the day room, and then you can come home and do whatever the hell you want. So, are you adjusting your stuff, to your stand up, to like not offend people? Or are you doing? Have you done any of that? I've 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 been open to getting um, someone else's perspective about something hopeful of, of that that could be inadvertently hurtful. I got a bit um, about uh, meeting a trans uh, a transgender person, and I ran through a bunch of people, and they they pointed out things that are hurtful. That I wasn't aware of because I'm not transgender. 
and right. the bit works better and I feel better about doing it and I'm not afraid to address my point of view, but to do it in a kind way and to be of, of to be open to uh, putting out the energy to bring us all together, I feel better about myself. So in answer to your question, am I adjusting? Yes. Yeah. Am I am I um, sacrificing who I am to be accepted yeah. in that community? No. But I am making right. an effort to make it better. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. like I'm trying. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll try. I'm not, nothing comes from hateful. I don't just, you know, I don't, you know, wish harm on anybody, none of that stuff. But it's funny because I'm getting calls from like uh, – if if you saw this e this email I got from mm -hmm. a veterinarian, that was because I did dogs about my I did jokes about taking my dogs to the vet. Right. Um, if you would have saw this long, um, I'm responsible for veterinarians committing suicide. You and are. We work so hard. Totally offended. And the gist of the joke was that you know they make you think the dog's part of the family. So whatever they say, you know, oh, it's whatever it's going to cost. Part of the family. Mm -hmm. Like that was the gist of it. So th I think that was the part. That just really got to this for, and I don't think ten years ago anyone is saying anything about it. But I think now mm -hmm. everybody's like, "Wait a second, could I be offended here? Should I be offended here?" Yeah. Where I'm really good friends with the, my vet, he he he's fine with it. So it's just, I think everybody's getting hypersensitive. So I can't, I'm sorry, I can't stop doing jokes about vets. No. And you know, you know what I mean? It's like, at what point do you, you know, do you, um. You know, just say, look, I got. I want to still do the joke. I'm sorry it bothers you. It's not about you. That's the yeah. other thing, right, Adam? Everyone thinks it's about them. Yeah, it's not about them. No, nobody. Yeah, it's not. It's like I've got. Look, everyone's got their crazy. Yes. Yeah. So if you trigger it, yeah. someone's story's going to come out. And, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's like, what God, it is. The way you said that. Yeah. No, it's. I dropped one joke, a, a suicide joke. Mm -hmm. I did drop. Okay. And that was because I just too many people. It just happened to too many people I knew. Too many people that knew people. And I didn't want people to leave there feeling bad about that. So I yeah. did that. That's the that's the only joke that I, I've dropped. Great. So you made that decision. That's I always I always look at if you leave happier and forget about the shit that was bothering you when you came in. My job is to take it away from you for an hour. Yeah, that's that's what my intention is. I'm not I'm not here to provoke. I'm not here to be provocative. I'm not here to I'm here. To, I'm, I'm here to, so we can all laugh. I'm trying to be in a, an oasis from the bullshit. And then when you, yeah. you can pick up your bullshit at the door when you go out. Because yep. we all got it. We all got it. And and it's, you know, and it's also different, too, if you're at a corporate or you're at a club. right? Oh, yeah. I was, I was, versus yeah. you end up, you end up there. You know, they, 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 they're forced there, you know. Well, you're playing an away game. So, you know, every, yeah. time, every, yeah. every time you're playing away game, like, these are the rules. Put on a yes, suit. Don't, don't say f***. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Don't have the home field advantage here. Yeah, but go back and and, and it, did yeah. I look yeah. when you go to bed and I, first of all there was a line in your act I didn't pull it but it made me laugh. He's like you know when you get older you just look forward to going to sleep. Let's just put this shit show behind us for today. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> and we'll get oh, up tomorrow. God. But yeah, if, if if you know you have your family, you got your support system, you got good communication. It seems like there's a great joke in your act about talking to your wife. I want to play that. People ask me what our secret is. We've been together for 27 years. Like, what you see? Here's the secret, everybody. It's communication, okay? You've got to communicate. If you don't communicate, find ways to communicate. My wife, sometimes, you know what she would do? She would communicate through my kid's spelling test. <laughs> yeah. I remember my boy was in second grade. She's giving him a test. She's like, all right, are you ready? Okay, the first word is car. Daddy got a new car. Mommy did not. Car. <laughs> Because the next word is away. Daddy went away last weekend and left mommy to take care of the kids by herself. Away. 
I'm like, you want to talk about something? She's like, the next word is tree. I'm like, oh, oh, let me do this one. I'll do this one. All right, you ready, buddy? All right, let me do this one. You ready? All right, here we go. Tree. Mommy needs to stop bitching about everything. Tree. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, and, you know, Adam, my wife, literally, she, that was from her. Yeah. She's, she was in there, get a car. She did, I just, just got a new car. Yeah. And she did that. Daddy got a new car. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's where the best stuff comes, right? It's like stuff oh, yeah. people we see and people do in your real life. So, yeah, I tell you what, my wife, credit. my wife has a good meter as far as uh, I don't know if you can say that you maybe you got, you know, so I her counsel is, is, is very important in shaping my stuff. Um, does your wife uh, does your wife help you like come up with stuff or, or does she? Uh... She's always helping me come up with stuff because she's. I'm literally like, you know, all these jokes I do, like it's either something you said or mm-hmm. something you did. Right. When I'm laying in bed, that the, the, the joke I do about laying in the bed, I put my hand on her mm-hmm. and she goes, I think I have a, I put my hand on her and I think I have a concussion. Like, <laughs> she said that. Like, it was, so, so it was just, and, and granted she had hit her head early or whatever, but the fact is like, she's like so much comes out of her mouth and she, she's, she really gives me a lot of material. She's a really great mom and she's protective. But when I ask her if I should do something, it's almost like you mentioned it earlier about the producer on mm-hmm. the TV show. It's like, remember when we were doing colleges, and mm-hmm. you would, if you if you bounced a joke off the co- can we do this? They almost always would say no, just yeah. because you asked. Yeah. So I think whenever I say, you know, what do you think of this? Eh, I don't know. You could get somebody that yeah. blank. You know, you could get somebody that this. You mm-hmm. could get somebody. So in that way, it's hard. And I've got a couple other go-to buddies of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is not a comedian at all. My best friend, Mark, he's like, I bounce. I swear, I think I've bounced every joke I've ever written off this guy. Right. And he's a good gauge. Like, I'll, I'll go to I do this open mic still every Tuesday mm-hmm. and I'll go tonight. I'm going to I'll go do this open mic. And whatever I written the, the previous week is what I do. And I'll bounce six or seven things off him. And he's got a good gauge. He'll go. Yep. Yep. Man, I don't think so. Don't mm-hmm. think so. I go. You sure? I think that's going to work. And then I go to try to see. And it's like a fun little game I play. But uh yeah, but I'm not married to Mark, but uh, he's, <laughs> he's really good. At, he's really good at bouncing jokes. Yeah, I got my my network of bounce stuff off. I got I got a friend of mine uh, who's gay, and I did this joke about a gay guy, and, and he goes, "That's hysterical." I did it, and some guy got offended, and I told him, "I said some guy got offended." He goes, "He's a miserable queen. You keep doing it." So <laughs> yeah, he can say that. I can't. Yeah, you go, well, are you gonna still do it? You got clearance. Yeah, I got clearance. It's, yeah. it's, Cuz again, there's no there's no malice of forethought. There's no I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm doing my due diligence and doing the best I can to put stuff out there. You know, you can only do so much on your end. Look, yeah. no one's people ain't going to be happy. That's what life no. is. My father used to say, "Look, you're not going to yeah. be happy every day." No. Cherish the days you are happy, and those are the ones you hang on to. But I you got to get up for work in the morning. <laughs> It's so true. You know, my uh, you, my wife's gay friend was just over this past weekend. Mm-hmm. He, just, he didn't come up in years. He just happened to come over, and uh, same kind of thing. Like I would do something, I would ask him. I'd get the I would get the clearance because you feel like if you ask someone, like you said, if they're transgender or they're gay, mm-hmm. and you get that approval, it, it helps. But. Yeah, I got I got a bit about a, a friend of mine. She's non-binary, and the bit came out of a conversation we had. I can see how people can laugh. It 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 kind of. It, it it kind of bleeds the brakes a little bit, you know. It lets the air out of the uh, air out of the line, you know. The the pressure gets yeah. taken out. Yes, so. that's all it is. And it was funny because while he was over, she had a bunch of her friends up, 
they actually asked if it they can still do that. Has he got more sensitive? You know, it was like mm-hmm. a conversation we were actually having. Yeah. They referenced a bit from my Comedy Central special. Right. It's like, do, can you still do that now? Does that bother you? Because he really has a lazy eye, and mm-hmm. he thought I was gay. So the, basically the joke was, he goes, you're gayer than me. And I go, gayer than you? Your eyes aren't even straight. Right? <laughs> so, and, and when we set it back to him, he goes, he almost was a little weird. Like, yeah, you, he, he has it. He goes, yeah, you could still do that. But he was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, he thought about it a little more. But I haven't done that joke in a decade. Right. You know? But it's not, it's not means I wouldn't sometimes. Like maybe if you're doing crowd work, you ever do that? If you're doing crowd work, all of a sudden something will happen and then you try to think of that, you know, you think of an old joke and yeah. you to do it on the fly. Yeah, it's so like, because my state of grace just is when I'm on stage because that's when the world gets bigger. I'm not thinking mm-hmm. and it just comes through you. So the no, heads up. You're, you're an amazing comedian and you know where we worked together last was down in um, Asheville, Asheville, North Carolina. Remember you came in and did that? You were headlining that festival. I was on one night. You were on one night. Do you remember that festival up in the woods? It was up in that big hotel. Yeah, it was some. Um, it was haunted. I thought it was like this is some. I, I think it was ring yeah. the bell, but that was the last time. Yeah, that was the last time I think we were at a, a show together performing. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. We but got... you're, yeah, you're, you're, you do an amazing job, man. Oh, uh, you're, a, you're a kind man, and 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 I'm not just saying that because I'm on your podcast. <laughs> no, a lot of people do that. <laughs> fake son of a bitches well i really enjoyed uh your special it's called on the bright side it's on your youtube channel uh, i highly recommend it you shot it is it was it a theater in concord you shot it it was yep concord yeah concord sorry yeah. concord concord people back here get a, they'll laugh at that they'll laugh concord? at that all right concord, concord? <laughs> yeah, it's, is it a french plane that goes at the speed of sound <laughs> yeah, it's a town in new hampshire yeah but yeah, it was really impressive. Uh, a really impressive show, and I highly recommend it. My friend, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, best to you and your family, and let's laugh soon, okay? I appreciate it, Adam. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on. You got it. This is Justin McKinney, and that was 30 minutes I'll never get back. I really enjoyed catching up with Justin. Oh, your friend from Concord? Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Are you serious? Yeah. Concord. How did I know? How did I know? As soon as it came out of my mouth, I go, Mark's going to be a masshole about this. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. You know what a I certain didn't way. say? I didn't say Concord. All right. What do I know? <laughs> no. I don't live there. I, I, my plate doesn't say live free or die. There's a Statue of Liberty on the middle of it, and it says get out of my way. That's what it says, my license plate. <laughs> In, in in defensive, well, of you actually, there are a lot of names in New England. Mm-hmm. That you're like, how the hell do you say that? Situate, like, situate, yeah. situate, Worcester. Like I love people like trying to find Worcester. Like, is it Worcester? What is Worcestershire? I don't know. Hey, Worcester. Oh so, yeah, yeah. But Concord, Concord. I thought everyone had. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I thought you would have that. When he was talking about New Hampshire and the weather, I I lit up because I had to deal with weather. We don't have it out here. Thank God we don't have the weather because then I'd have to worry about the snowblowers taking your feet off or yeah. your finger in your... <laughs> Goodness. Snowblowers took off people's feet and generators took the fingers off. Yeah. Even, even, yeah. They, even they don't want to be in that kind of weather. I, I can vouch for that. I lived, I lived for three years in New Hampshire and it's the coldest I have ever been in my life, mm. I do not miss that crap. I was in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Iceland's cold, man. We, we we slept in these fishing shacks across these, these glaciers. We had to take the wheels off the trucks to, at night so they wouldn't freeze. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And when I say yeah. we, of course, I mean the crew. I was inside <laughs> in a sleeping bag. Poor crew. Yeah. Thank you, crew. Well, you know, there's always somebody you know that's going, oh, no, the cold weather, 
Nah, it builds character. No, no it doesn't. Fine. It pisses you off. <laughs> Winter starts up there in like September, and it goes all the way to like June. Yeah, you get you get an hour and a half of nice weather at Lake Winnipesaukee. That's all you get. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> an hour and a half. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just just hearing about it like makes me like want to put a jacket on. Mm. It's awful. Yeah, it's rough weather. And, and a rough family life, the poor guy. His mother died when he was six. Yeah, yeah. I felt so yeah. bad. Yeah. And, he, and as he got older, he's like, you know, I can't believe my father drank. And as I got older and had kids, I go, I can't believe he didn't drink. Oh, my drink God. enough. Yeah. <laughs> he, he should drink more. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I get it. I just get it, man. They keep shooting at us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're laughing about it. But, you know, when you're going through stuff, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's hard. And I well, can. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, it's hard because you can't see the forest for the trees. Like, mm-hmm. like when you're in the middle of all that, like, it's just enough to sort of, like, make it through a day. You, it's hard to pull yourself up and get the big picture and be like, you know what? Things are going to be okay, and it's not as bad as you think. It's just it's so easy to get caught up in, like, the, the moment, I think. You know? And I'm so glad he cho- chose to go into comedy because his stories and his life journey, you know, makes other people forget about their troubles. Yeah. And they get to laugh. Yeah, and you know, he's funny. He's good a, at it. He's yeah. so funny. It's really great. Yeah. That, yeah. That's something huge. Um, laughter, especially now, is so needed. I need cash. Oh. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I need a couple of bricks of cash, <laughs> clean up some stuff around the house, pay some things off. We're going to get stern some long pants because I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> it's like what he was talking about when he, he lost all that money. He's, you know, he's, that was a bummer. Oh, yeah, he's still you know, kicking himself, the poor guy. That seemed to be like one of the big things that put him on a certain path. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, everything was going well, and then all of a sudden, crash. Yeah, I'm here because it's like life did this to me, not yeah. for me. You know, right? Yeah, it's kind of like maybe we should, in, in retrospect, mm-hmm. maybe we should think of more the why things happen rather than the what happened i see i don't i don't want to think about it i go it's here i got to deal with it i want to stay present not why because why makes me kick myself and then i end up screaming in a car i think it's just tough if you always look back and say things would have been better if only this hadn't happened or if only i had done that i mean living living in the past and it could be like you know the, the financial stuff that he was going through but it could be like oh you know if i hadn't you know said that to somebody or if i'd gotten that job or for this i mean you live in the past that prevents you from moving on to live in the future, live in the present, and it just holds you back, and it just fills you full of negativity, I think. Yeah, well, it's like this, the reason, it's it's because of that I'm here and I'm miserable, and then, then comes the when-then bet. When I get that, then I'll be happy. And before you know it, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and Adam, we talked about this. with you know, Actually, I was living in that cycle forever until you guys, you and I had conversations about me and Oh, if I hadn't gotten kicked out of school when I was in high school, I would have been doing this X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But instead, here I am, and I'm doing this and that, and I should be doing all these great things. And, you know, just talking to you about it was like, you know what? If, I, if that hadn't happened to me, man, I wouldn't be involved in all these wonderful things. And my life took a different direction. There's no correlation. If I hadn't gotten kicked out, things would have been better. I mean, it's just, just a different path, and you make the most of what you have in front of you. Yeah, I mean, I look at the stuff... Even- even when you're talking to Justin about his story and my story and things we regret, if I didn't do, if, if everything didn't happen the way it happened, I would not be married to the minister of happiness over here. <laughs> Who keeps you on your toes? Who keeps me on my toes. Yeah. And I, I was thinking the same thing about his kids. Mm. What a great opportunity for, to sh- show his kids like, okay, guys, 
I've been knocked down. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You get back up. Get back up. Yeah. And you show your kids what it is to be good people, you know? Yeah. Fortitude. The word is fortitude. You got to keep going no matter how much they're shooting at you. These sons of bitches. Fortitude. Yes. And I... How great was that bit about communicating with his wife through the spelling test. That was brilliant. I love her. Oh. I love her so much. I love I, I love his wife. When he, they're laying in bed at my, he puts his hand on her hand and she's like, uh, we can't have sex. I think I've had a concussion. That's just... <laughs> And he said, and to her credit, she did have a concussion earlier in the day. Oh, to her credit. Yeah. That's what he said. I okay. thought that was hysterical. Um, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy that. That's great. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to bring up a quote that you said that I liked. Okay. Um, you have two lives, and the second one begins when you realize you have only one. Yeah. That's yeah, Confucius. That's I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was Confucius. I saw it on a menu at Fong's Noodle House. Okay, <laughs> and it left a profound impression. Yeah. I remember it. I go, mm, he's right. I'll have the dumplings. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you find wisdom, man. Wisdom yeah. is wisdom. There was know? that that I thought was really cool. And then and then all the drinks you can get at an old Chinese restaurant, I'll have a Singapore sling. <laughs> and the egg foo young, no MSG. Do you have a small poo-poo platter for two, maybe? Okay, can we go back to the saying? Is Fong the here? profound saying rather okay, than ahead. what's on the menu? All right, go ahead. Goodness. Although I do like roast pork fried rice. Go ahead. <laughs> Some places put pineapple in and I make believe I'm in Hawaii. Go I ahead. know. He, Mark, he always asks me, can you make that fried rice thing? Yeah. <laughs> I could fry anything. He'll mm. like it. Yeah, she makes it good, Mark. So are we done with dinner? Can I go back to the profound quote? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I, I, what does that mean to you? I wanted to ask. Everything else is theoretical. You know, it's all theoretical when you're a kid. You know, like, who when, when then? It's when then. When I get there, then I'll be happy. And then if you, if you lived a little bit, and especially if you almost died, which I almost died a couple times, I'm like, mm-hmm. you better get your shit together. This is it, you know? Right. That's when your life begins because the illusion of when then goes away. Does that make sense? Well, what you're saying is to enjoy what is now. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. say it. I can't execute it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So you're like a coach for the Jets. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah. Great. Oh, that that freaking. <laughs> oh, my God. I got murdered this weekend. <laughs> I was I was stern. I was in here screaming like a little five year old French kid at a Queens hotel room. You can't live in regret, mon ami. Oh. You cannot live in regret. <laughs> and how about after Justin? I mean, un, just so sad, loses all that money. Mm. Then the dad, who's been out busted, you know, just booze hound, right? Mm. Alcoholic comes back. Why didn't you ask me? I give you advice. <laughs> it's like, you are homeless. Uh, Dad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good question, Bob. I don't know why I didn't ask you. You know, I didn't, I didn't think to model your portfolio. This is obviously my fault. <laughs> right. You're right. I should have diversified. Goodness. Yeah. But to his credit, his father was, uh, he said he was 80. He's been sober for uh, 15 years. So he got clean at 65, and he's, he's his biggest fan. You know? Yeah, and that's a positive. I mean, again, it's never too late to find that positive angle, you know, in your life and and, and just run with it. You yeah, know, embrace it. Yeah, and he's, you know, and I'm sure he would take his advice now. And I'm sure he's on that second life you're talking about. Second, that's your first. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You realize yeah, you only just... have your second one begins when you realize you only have one. Yeah. yeah I guess yeah. that's when when he got clean, he's like, oh man, I could have missed this. Yeah. You he know? could have, and he 
Thank God. And Justin was like, what's so bad about missing it? I can watch A Wonderful Life and look at how everybody else would have turned out. <laughs> He's missing the so... whole point of that movie. <laughs> we, him and I yeah, need to talk. Like... Give him my number. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody would have been fine. No, that was the whole point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it turns into Potterville. You yeah. can't, Justin, exactly. you got to be around. Otherwise, we're going to live with that, man. Mm. You're making the world a better place just by being here. You okay? know, that's exactly right. And during that interview when you were playing his bits mm. and I um, heard the crowd laughing, mm -hmm. I thought to myself, he doesn't even see the nose on his face. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. It's it. You don't realize it, but here's the thing: if I would see that and go, I have to be here because they're going to name it Ferraroville. I was going to like, how about something for the effort? <laughs> what? Want to live in Potterville? I'm here. We want Ferraroville. Ferraroville's happy, right? Let me wet my beak. What are we talking about? You you know this is based on a true story. That movie. What? It's a Wonderful Life. This man actually saved a lady mm -hmm. jumping off a bridge. But he died saving her. Mm -hmm. She lived. So the town got together. This was in Seneca, New York, I think. This town got together. Uh, his one dream was to bring his family from Italy mm -hmm. to America. So the town got uh, together, got all the money together, and brought his whole family back to the U.S. So followed his dream even through death. And that was the Corleone family. <laughs> They come from Sicily? I think I heard the story. I was thinking the same thing. You yeah. never know <laughs> how things will turn out, mm -hmm. right? But I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I look at that movie, and you guys know what a cornball I am. Mm -hmm. That movie, I watch it every year. I cry every year because the message is so pure, mm -hmm. you know, that your life has meaning. Even if you don't have to be like a superstar, you know, whatever, on top of the world, like the richest person in the world. You can impact the people around you every single day. Hold the door for somebody somewhere. You know, let somebody merge in traffic without cutting them off. Like all of these little things you can do impact people, and you can do that every single day. Hallelujah, Mark. What does Adam say at the end of the podcast? We're all in it together, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all yeah. about. Well, I do. I, I'll let you into traffic, but if I don't get the wave, <laughs> now I got to run you off the road. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to thank my friend Justin McKinney for being my guest. Yeah. His special is called On the Bright Side. It's free on YouTube, and it's really, really funny. And if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, thank you so much for uh, supporting the show. If you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And we are all in this together, brothers and sisters, so please share the road. And remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. See, George, it was a wonderful life after all. <laughs> Why can't you see that, you dopes? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.